Welcome back to the Go Be Wyoming podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Zach. We are your hosts as third generation Wyomingites. We saw the need for a Wyoming focused show highlighting Wyoming values and morals. We are dedicated to bringing you the people, businesses, places, and organizations that embody what it means to go be Wyoming. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. They offer a full variety of printing needs for any business or brand. They can also help you with any web design, social media marketing, and more. Give them a call today at 307-674-6277. Today's episode is also brought to you by DYT Solutions. They offer custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand. Visit their website at dytsolutionswy.com or email them at admin at designyourtech.com. Once again, that's dytsolutionswy.com and their email is admin at designyourtech.com. Sheridan County Title is another sponsor for today's episode. They offer better service for a better price. Ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478. This episode is also brought to you by Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. You're going to need an expert realtor if you're looking to buy, sell, or build a home up here in northeastern Wyoming. Give Jess a call at 307-751-6924. Again, that is Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. Welcome in, everyone. This is episode 96. This will be your state news. We're recording on February... Uh, third Wednesday, 2021. Big stories today are uh, we continue to have this interaction of Weld County, Colorado. Uh, Will it be Weld County, Wyoming? Um, Some new court decisions and then some new legislation as well, Zach. So some interesting stuff. So we'll get right into it. Awesome. Welcome back, Wyoming knuckleheads. This is another episode of Go Be Wyoming. Um, first up, I wanted to cover this. Um, it was National Signing Day. Um, so obviously the university shows like their football. Um, I yeah. follow their track, and there was actually a lot of Wyoming natives signing for their track program. Oh, cool. And I was hoping to find that list, but of course football is the big <laughs> thing. So, um, but um the University of Wyoming heard he had 17 early signs from Wyoming resi- uh, natives, so that's good. Um, some standouts, I think. Um, let me see here. Jack Walsh, um, his dad was a former uh, cowboy. Um, I'm trying to see. That's about it. I don't want to go too far into it. But um, anyways, make sure you're paying attention. There's there's some Wyoming natives going to the local university. So I think that's always cool. I think that's yeah, um, that's awesome. That's what makes, I think, Wyoming special a little bit is they're the only only school. And so, you know, the athletics uh, program, they have a lot of Wyoming kids. So, yeah. Um, yeah. First up, one of our big three, Zach. Uh, so Governor Gordon. Uh, this week was like, heck yeah, we'd love yeah. to have uh, Weld County secede from Colorado and uh, join into the state. And, you know, I, I think he was more of kind of like joking, you know, like, right. I mean, yeah, you know, what's he going to say? No, yeah. like, um, but the, it's like the, the Colorado governor needs to chill out. It's like, dude, like, it's a joke, like <laughs> settle down. Like, and he's like, not so fat. Like he, it was on Twitter or something. He's like, not so fast, you know, 
a lot of things have to happen. It's like, yeah, we know that. Like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, do you know how long uh, Weld County has been trying to join Wyoming? I, I know this article a long time. For, like since I lived in Colorado when I was, I was born there, 98. Oh and we my lived God. there for like about five, six years <laughs> and then moved up here. And so it, it, even before that, when my parents were going to school or my mom was in Fort Collins. Sure. Um, they were still talking. They were talking about this. that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> keep fighting the fight. You yeah. never know. You never know. No, um, I mean it makes sense. I know, like, because that is Northern Colorado. Yeah. Um, you know that that's part of the DJ Basin. So of course they've got oil and gas and right. some rural areas. So of course it makes sense to me. Um, and actually, the guy in this article from K Two Radio that's talking about, they have the petition. They've got like almost 10,000 signatures. <laughs> and he mentions that, you know, Colorado's going very anti pretty much ag and oil and gas. Yep. And he's like, of course we want to join Wyoming cause they are not going to do that. And, right. um, you know, they're, I think their County commissioners haven't even like they, they don't have enough votes on, you know, the signatures on it. Anyways, there's a lot would have to happen for right. this to happen. So, and as you said, they've been doing it for over 20 years. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a very, uh, fringe movement out there. Yeah. Um, so anyways, and I thought it was interesting. It would include Greeley. So I was like, holy cow. Like, yeah. Yeah. Get, it's, it's so when you're like driving down, uh, I 25 to get to Denver, it's basically like that County's like on the left side of I 25. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's just funny. I think it's, I think Colorado governor chill out. Right. You know, governor Gordon didn't mean anything by it. It's not like, again, if we were going to help a secession, we ain't going to tell you, (laughs) right? Like it's just going to happen, bud. (laughs) So (laughs) like, that's how that works. You know, like, (laughs) uh, you know, Boston tea party. I don't think we announced that. Like (laughs) it just happened. So anyways, um, that's, this is kind of a funny thing to start out with. Um, this is interesting. Some, some, uh, some notable GOP leaders are coming out and defending Liz Cheney. Um, I think that's all I want to add to that. Um, Senator Rob Portman from Ohio, which I think is fascinating because Ohio is a very big, uh, swing state and him coming out and kind of defending her. Um, I think I want to make it clear because so Senator Portman's come out, you know, Mitch McConnell's come out, um, you know, just because they're coming in support of her, I think what they're supporting is her decision is her, is her moral decision of, of how she concluded to the vote. Right. Um, Cause I, you know, we'd have to go look, but I bet Senator Portman probably voted no, you know, like Barrasso and Loomis. So it's like, this is what we've been talking about is we can disagree, but I think, you know, we can all support where she came from on the decision. Right. You and I have said it several times. We weren't for, uh, impeachment, impeachment, but we understand why Liz Cheney voted the way she did. Exactly. And we support that. Yeah. You know, there, I saw on Cowboy state daily, there's a good, um, op-ed op-ed and it's basically what we were saying last week. Um, but he does go a little bit more in depth. Um, (laughs) so Matt, um, McKelly, Michelli, um, wrote a pretty good, uh, op-ed telling, you know, Matt Gates off a little bit. Yep. Um, and again, like I said, it, it talks about, 
pretty much the same stuff we talked about last week. Liz Cheney voted, you know, more times in favor of Trump policies than Matt Getz did. Yep. Um, he goes a little bit more in depth too about Trona says she basically saved that industry. Um, you know, again, goes to talk about coal and federal lands and says, what have you done? You know, Mr. Getz, what have you done? Yeah. So it's really good. Um, I'd recommend everybody go listen to it, especially people who think Liz Cheney doesn't represent them yep. um, appropriately. And I, you will, yeah. your mind should be changed a little bit. And, and this, yeah, I, I, go read that op-ed. It was great. And I think we've said this numerous times and we said we weren't going to talk about it, but <laughs> he did, like you said, that author did a great job about like, really think about if you really don't want her in there, look at what she's done yep. for you, for our industries. And if you still feel that way, then okay, then fine. You know, she's got a reelection campaign anyways. Right. You do, you know, right. <laughs> I guess that's all we're putting everything on the table, you know? Yep. Um, anyway, so we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. Um, I think, I think we've made our point as many times as we can make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, almost blue in the face. Yeah. Um, all right. COVID, uh, we haven't talked about COVID a whole lot. Um, I'll run through these numbers, Zach, and then we'll talk about kind of your, you know, how the state is moving forward. Uh, cause mm-hmm. it is kind of interesting. Um, when I pulled this up on Monday, so it was the 1st of February, the current COVID numbers were, we had about, I'm going to say, I'm going to round it 52,000 positives. Okay. Okay. And I'm rounding that and we have 50,000 recovered. Okay. But we don't have a thousand deaths. So put that into your right calculation there. Um, that's pretty good. You do the math, however you want to think about that. Um, our hospitalization numbers obviously are going down. Um, I think I saw today we only had like 14 new positive cases. Um, and like Monday was like two. So it's like, um, it's going down. Um, I think I don't want to speak for the high school, but like the high school, I don't think has any active really cases. Wow. Like new cases. Like there's probably some that are, if that makes sense, like no new have come up. So, sure. um, so that's great. I think, so like we said in our local news act, the mask mandate is supposed to end on the 14th. I hope the governor is like, okay, loosen up. And then counties, you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I think, um, I think people are starting to come around to it. Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're recognizing it. Some people are, at least I think people in the state are. Yeah. Um, you look across the country and you have people talking about double masking and those people are, are idiots. But, um, yeah, no, the, uh, this is good news. I think, you know, as, as much as I don't like wearing the mask, it, it worked. Yeah. It, it obviously helped. Yep. Um, uh, so yeah, I think, I think it should be repealed. I agree with you. The state, at least the state mandate should be repealed. Yep. And counties can do whatever they want. Yep. If the counties want to keep theirs in effect, fine. Um, you know, I work, I'm at the junior high, the junior high's policy is to wear a mask. Um, so I, I think regard, they were doing it before there was a county mandate anyways. Yep. So I'm still going to be wearing a mask when I go in there, but again, that's their, that's their policy. That's what they stand by. And it's been, you know, kids respect it there you know kids yep. and adults are respecting it which is is good to see so yeah that's good i'm i'm <laughs> i'm hoping we're you know people are seeing these numbers and all these activities that are planned coming up are, are seeing it too yep um 
So, yeah. And I think, I think we're seeing, I think we've learned now like, okay, masks work. So if it's, I think hopefully that we're seeing like, okay, if there is ever spikes or whatever, okay, no more shutdowns, you know, just wear masks, you know, do the mask mandate. Okay. Um, I still think, you know, business gets to decide what they want to do, but that's a completely different conversation. But, um, and for anyone out there that's still nervous about it, you can still wear a mask. Like that's okay. No one's going to totally fine. It's your prerogative. Yeah. No one's going to make you take a mask off. Um, Zach, talk about this article here, um, from Cowboy state daily. I understand the problem that the state can see here in regards to people leaving their County and looking for the vaccine in a different County. Um, yeah, but I, uh, Zach, we'll get into this too, about like where I fall on, uh, getting the vaccine. Uh, I think, uh, let me start, let me start again with, I understand the state's thing of like, don't, don't do that because they're probably trying to figure out how to delegate them to the, to the counties. Right. Right. Which to me, I'm like, it shouldn't be very hard because right. The first people should be, you know, hospitalizations, you know, your healthcare workers. Um, and then probably like the, the demographics that get it the worst, which would be elderly. So like 65 and up. Right. Okay. Your teachers and kids, uh, well, probably teachers, you know, government type working, whatever. Right. Um, that should be fairly easy to know, like which counties have how many, you know what I mean? Um, right. And so I think, and yeah, I, so and so this is why, like, I understand where they're like, don't do that because you're going to screw up our numbers and all that stuff. Right. But I also see the side of people that live in some smaller counties. They're like, we haven't, they haven't got any. Right. So you're, so I'm just going to wait for the government to tell me when, you know, when it's okay. Um, and that's where I have the issue is like, and this is, it's a prime example of the government means well, but they're not, it, 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 it's not going to be the best system. Um, right. Well, we're, we're obviously seeing that, right. We only have X amount of yep. uh, vaccines. Yep. So that in the beginning in itself is the problem here. Um, there's only so many vaccines and it's like you said, well, how do we decide which counties get what, what? you know, Natrona County and Laramie County are the two highest populated counties in the, in the state. Right. So obviously they're probably going to get more of those shares. Correct. Right. Um, and so I can understand, you know, uh, maybe there's a couple in, you know, Crook County maybe, or Torrington who want to get the vaccine and they probably don't have enough for them. Um, I think the likelihood of them going somewhere and getting it is maybe is slimmer than if they were in Casper or Cheyenne. Yep. yep. Um, but you know, I really don't see a problem with it. I mean, it makes sense to me, uh, you know, at least in the state that I'm in. Um, if I'm of that age though, or, you know, maybe I'm in this, this new rollout, right. Where the, the eligibility is expanding a little bit. I'm 65 or in, you know, in that age range, right. And maybe I still have a job and I'm still coming into contact with people and Sheridan County doesn't have any, I w- I'd be looking at other counties to see if I can get scheduled. There. Exactly. So, and I, I understand that and I can sympathize with that. Um, I think it, again, it goes back to, we just, we don't have enough. You know, we've, we've rushed the, the send out of these. So there's not a stockpile of them. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And I, you know, and it's, it's going to be a struggle regardless and it doesn't, 
you know, people can point fingers all they want and I'm not, I'm trying not to, I'm just saying, look, if anyone thought this was like the silver bullet, it's like, no, cause we're not going to have enough. You know, this right. whole idea of like, everyone's going to get one is like, that's incorrect. Like that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing is get, get the demographics that need it. Okay. So elderly or people with conditions and the healthcare workers. Okay. Yeah. Then after that, it's kind of, you know, um, Zach, you sent me the thing. Like, I'm like at the bottom, like I'm like number yeah. 50, you know, oh, like you're way down. There. Yeah. Um, what was funny though is you sent me as a homeless people, I guess, are yeah. above me. So yeah, they're in they're <laughs> in one of the tiers for this new expansion, which is interesting. Homeless people, and then I think there, and but then it's the uh, attached to that is people living in congregate situations, congregate housing, or congregate living. Sure. Well, what defines congregate living? Like yeah, I asked you. You live with your your wife and your uh, brother in law. Yeah, is that congregate living? Yeah, like then you should be able to, you should be able to get it. Right. Well, and then she's had it. So she's had the vaccine. So it's like, and I guess you would argue, well, she's got it. So you, there's, you eliminate that transmission. Right. But it's like, I'm a coach, you know, at some point I'm going to be interacting with the athletes. Yeah. But I guess a homeless person is more important than I am. Right. So, well, and then I, I asked you too, how is a homeless person even going to know? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not, I, I don't know. They're, they're not going to be on, they're not going to have their phone and see the, the shared and press article that it, says, Hey, you can get your vaccine now. Right. Yep. I wonder, is the health department going to homeless shelters and like just lining them up and saying, here we go. I guess. Which that's very dis, despot, um, despotonian. What is that? Yeah. Despotonian. Am I saying that word right? Um, I don't want to yeah. say tyrannical, but that's uh right. But you're just like, okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. Might as well start shooting them up with other stuff. Then if we're just right. Anyways, um, trackers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, anyways, I mean, I'm not worried. I'm not in the demographic and I take care of myself that yeah. I'm not worried. You know, of course people would say, well, you should be worried for your family, but it's like, I'll wear a mask then. Like if, right. if you're going to be that, if we're going to play devil's advocate, you know, but and honestly, like we've wiped down and cleaned things in my house so many times. I wash yep. my hands constantly. I'm, I'm always using the hand sanitizer at the school. Yep. Right. I've come into contact with, or I know people who have gotten it. There's been several close calls with me and my family, but yep. I, I haven't gotten sick yet. Yep. My mom hasn't gotten sick yet. And, and we're washing our hands. We're taking care of ourselves, yep. right? We're taking, you know, <laughs> vitamins and, and pills in the evenings and mornings. Um, to, to kind of just build up our immune systems yep. and, and stay yep. protected. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> and I wouldn't, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, that's, I think that's all we need to say about it. Um, cause we, um, we're moving forward. It's yep. we're it's all good. It's all good news. Um, this is one of these things where it's like, I love that tweet. I can't remember who it's by, but where he's like, if you went through 2020, and you want the government to have more control of your life. He's like, I think you missed the point. And I can't remember who said that, but it's yeah. like, I just pull that up every time. I'm like, that's exactly right. Like if you, if you're sitting here right now and you're like, yes, I want the government to control my life more. Yeah. I, you're anything Zach and I say is hitting you on deaf ears. Cause right. I don't know what else to say. So, yeah. um, on that note, this was kind of funny. I didn't, I don't know. Like, I didn't know this was a thing, Zach. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But a federal judge ruled that um, the National Park Service, okay, so that'd be for, like, all your national parks, okay, for anybody that might (laughs) not put that together. (laughs) Um, He ruled that you cannot, the National Park Service cannot charge fees 
um, on permits. Okay. Right. If you were trying to get a permit for filming, they can't charge a fee for that. Um, the, he, you know, the judge said that this is in violation of the first amendment. Um, I don't know. I thought that was very fascinating. I was like, Hmm, that's an interesting one. That's a very interesting take by a federal judge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, there's a federal judge protecting my first amendment. Like, <laughs> who's this guy? Like, <laughs> nah, sorry. <laughs> Stereotyping federal judges, but, um, yeah, kind of interesting. Um, the issue I see though is cause you know, the basis has to be that it's federal lands, right? So that's the people's land, right? Yeah. So national parks are the federal land. So that's that I can see that's where that's the basis, right? For him saying that's, you can't charge a fee cause that's violating someone's first amendment, right? Yeah. On federal land. Now I'm like, well, what if someone wants to film on state land? Okay. Or just straight BLM land, which right. it would be federal land. Am I missing, like, obviously national parks are protected differently, but if we're using that logic now, I'm like, okay, can now people say like, well, I can go on, which you can, you can get on state land whenever you want, but, right. um, you know, filming, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Now we're getting into this weird, like, oh, so yeah. I can just run a movie on a state land and not pay a permit to the state, you know? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, <laughs> no, yeah. We've talked about, um you know, movies being filmed here in Wyoming and how there's a tax on that. Yep. Well, now you can shoot your Western, I guess, in Yellowstone and you'll be, you'll be okay because it, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to find out what this is actually saying. Right. Um, so I Judge mean, you Colleen Caller Coatley, that's, that's a mouthful found that filming a movie is expressive speech and protected under the first amendment. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. What this ruling means for Grand Teton national park, um, has yet to be seen. Um, judge stated in her memorandum opinion. Uh, oh, it's a she, that's my bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> it's 2021. I want to meet her. She's protecting the first amendment. Yeah. In issuing this injunction, the court observes that a more targeted permitting regime for commercial filming, which is more closely connected to the threat posed by large groups and heavy filming equipment, may pass constitutional muster in the future. So I'm, did this permit say, like, you have to pay because, you know, having crew and filming stuff might, you know, damage the, the park, you know, might yep. have to. So, I, But I guess the person that was there was just him, a camera, a tripod. And I had like four other people. So how, you know, I think the argument was, how are we causing a bunch of damage to the national? Oh, so now I'm seeing, so it's commercial. You said commercial. Right. But then they go on to say commercial filming means film. Uh, oh, this is the problem. Could be, it's not limited to feature films, videography, television, broadcast, or documentary or other similar projects. Commercial filming activities may include the advertisement of a product or service or the use of actors, models, sets, or props. So this is... That's a lot. It is a lot. See, this is where my landman thing, I'm just like, because there's heads of each different national park, mm -hmm. just negotiate. If you and I want to film a movie in Grand Teton National Park, I just speak to whoever runs that park and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We write up an agreement and we negotiate. Okay. Is there a fee? Oh, is this you too? Okay. No fee. Right. Oh, you're going to have 300 people here and horses and right. cars and trucks and okay. trailers. Yeah. yeah. Like no, can't do that. Cause you're going to be tearing it up. Right. Like you said, or, you know, I don't see, why can't we do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I think we're going about this 
way too difficult. Like, right. I like, I like where she's coming from, but now it's like, okay, now we're just going, now we're just getting convoluted. Like, right. What needs to happen is this straight negotiation. like what's happening. Yeah. If it's, and then like, make it easy. Like if it's, if you're under 10 people, yeah, you don't need one. Sure. Okay. If you're over 10, like that's pretty easy right there. If you're over 10 people, then it's going to be this much. And then if yep. you're over 50 people, it's this much. Right. Um, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. It's interesting that it's a first amendment issue too. Like I can see that cause it is, you know, it's expression, right? So, right. Um, but you, you're, you're dealing with paying a, a bill. I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess if you're yeah. an independent filmmaker yep. and you can't pay that mm-hmm. fine, then you can't make your yeah. movie, but you can make your movie somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm with you. This is well, something that we'll probably keep an eye on. Cause we've talked about maybe trying to bring, you know, more filmmaking here to the state of Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I mean that if, if we ever got a f- clear answer of what this means for Grand Teton National Park, it's like, okay, well that's great. Cause now, you know, people can film movies there or whatever. Right. Um, anyways, um, the next one up is the Wyoming Supreme Court. Um, they ruled in favor of a, it's actually a Colorado-based company. Um, they're going to start a rock quarry or a gravel quarry in uh, Laramie County. Um, so they they went against uh, the Laramie County Planning Commission. Um, the biggest thing was just straight legally language-wise, the 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 commission has nothing that limits them from stopping a quarry. And that's what the Supreme court was like, look, yeah, you guys can do all the planning and stuff, but there's nothing in here that says you guys can stop a quarry, like a rock quarry sure, or like a mining operation. So that one was like, it's kind of cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is the Wyoming Supreme court made it clear that just because you had public disapproval, you know, which a lot of people obviously did not want this quarry to happen, but they're like, that doesn't mean anything. You know, you have to look at what, what your County has set forth legally sure. that they can do that the planning commission can do. Yeah. I only bring that up because that's important to know for Sheridan County on the Swaim road stuff. So what, what, what can our County commissioners approve and not approve? What can our County commissioner planning commission, you know, planning, or I should say planning committee, what do they have approval for or not? Um, now I right. think solar, solar falls in like utilities and stuff. So that's a state thing too. So I, I think we're covered, but I just bring that up in regards to just because we all disapprove, you know, might not mean anything to the eyes of the Wyoming Supreme well, Court. Right. It says right here, um, absent zoning, the planning commission cannot substitute public, public disapproval yep. for legal authority to deny yep. the proposed project. Mm-hmm. So disapproval on its own can't, can't do it. Correct. It has to be a legal grounds, which makes sense. Cause then it's, it's then you got to do a grassroots effort to either have an amendment or something right. to, to, you know, yeah, that makes sense to me. But I, I just throw that out there of, I think more majority of people right now. And I say at this point in time have disapproval for the Swain road solar yeah. project could change, but you know, it's interesting because there could, you know, the Sheridan Solar could have a case of like, just because these people disagree, right. you know, depending on how it's written, we'd have to look and talk to an attorney maybe. But again, they're different though, because it's a utility. And I think, right. I right. think the county commissioners have that authority to anyways. Um, but just it's, 
y'all better be always got to be paying attention to these little things here. So, yeah. Um, okay. I want to mention this, Zach, if people are listening in Sheridan, when this comes out, you're probably under 10 days to Valentine's day. Um, ladies, if you've got a forgetful guy like me, probably remind them, nudge them. Hey, Valentine's day is on a Sunday. Hey, we're under 10 days. (laughs) Make sure you get reservations early or you have a plan for Sunday. Um, guys, a good tip. Oh, flowers and chocolates can never go wrong. Go a long way. Okay. Give Babe's Flowers down on Historic Main Street a call, or you can walk into the store, tell them you heard this promo on our show, and or you can tell them over the phone, Y-O Love, W-Y-O-L-O-V-E, and you'll get a free box of chocolates with your order of flowers. And they will also make deliveries on Sunday. So make sure you're planning ahead. There you go. Okay. We're almost, you're almost under 10 days to Valentine's day. Yep. Um, okay, Zach, um, some new bills. Some of these we haven't talked about. So this is kind of cool. Um, first one up house bill 77. Um, this one's going to be changed around a lot. I would imagine we talked about this, um, but house bill 77 is a proposal to consolidate school districts. Um, to help save kind of our budget deficit with K-12. Right. I think first and foremost, how it sits right now is we have 48 school districts. It just straight cuts it in half. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to look at some of this, but I like where we're going. I think now we're, I think we're starting to see proposals that are like, this makes sense. Like there are going to be some counties where it's like, we're going to have to, you have to consolidate them. Right. Um, but uh, as this was reported by um, Cowboy State Daily, you know, the senator that proposed it, he's like, there's got to be, there's going to be a lot of amendments. There's got to be a lot of discussion about it. So, right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, I found also from Cowboy State Daily today, the Wyoming School Board Association has already come out and opposed this bill. Um, so they don't sure. want to do this, um, which I think is to be expected. That's, I mean, that's pretty drastic, right? Cutting it just straight. Oh, down. half. Yeah. Um, and again, we talked about what this looks like. If we, you know, Claremont would, would end up being consolidated into sharing if it's all one school district, right? Yep. Um, that means the programs offered at Sheridan high school have to be offered, offered in Claremont. Um, you know, and big, and I'm sure Bighorn doesn't have all the same ones. So that means that they're offered in Bighorn. It means they're offered in tongue river. I don't know how much money this actually saves in the long yep. run when you're hiring more teachers to teach those, those mm-hmm. things. And here's another thing. If you're teaching AP, right, if we do AP gov out there and I'm sure there's probably an AP gov already, but let's just say there isn't in Bighorn or at Claremont. You have to have a master's degree to teach AP. Yeah, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. When you have a master's degree as a public education teacher, you're make you're earning more money. Yes. So again, I don't know how much money we're actually saving yep. there by maybe getting rid of some administration, you know, at mm-hmm. those levels. So and and maybe we're missing. They'd be consolidating like where these services happen. So maybe we're we're busing in all these kids to like Sheridan. Yeah. Um, maybe, but I, even there, there's another expense, there's, factor, yep, so. another expense. And then you've got a, you're probably expanding the size of these classes. So, I mean, yeah, you're, and I mean, there, there's, it, yeah, like the Senator said, like, there's going to be a lot of discussion, a lot of yeah ideas thrown around. And like you said, the school board's already like, no, but I would challenge the school board. Like what bill would you not be opposed to? I bet you're already in favor of the, the tax increase. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you're not, you're not playing ball with the taxpayers. I understand that you're this, you know, you're, I get it. 
you know, you're, you're the education lobby, but y'all got to play ball. You know, you can't just, you can't just see, say no to everything, you know, um, got to come to the table and we got to come up with some ideas anyways. Um, well, I want to add, there's an interesting thing here talking about instead of hiring a teacher for each program, right? You have one teacher who travels to those schools ah. and does that again, though. That's interesting. It takes 20 minutes to drive to big one yep. from here. So unless you've got, okay, maybe you teach two programs two classes in Bighorn, you drive 20 minutes to Sheridan. So you have about, I don't know, you, you miss a period, right? To travel. Yep. Then you do maybe two classes in, in Sheridan and then you drive and you do one last class in Tongue River. Yep. You know, but again, those periods in between are important for teachers because that's planning or there's meetings, right? There's mm-hmm. PLC meetings. Yep. Uh, again, there's, there's some logistics there that don't really work out. And I guess there's virtual, I guess virtual is an option. Right. Um, I think we're just gonna have to get creative. And I think maybe this bill has to get creative of like, look, if, if the County like Sheridan County, if they look at it and like, this doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. Okay. Then don't do it. You know, there's probably some counties I imagine across the state. They're like, you know what? It actually does make sense. We can bust the kids to one spot, bing, bang, boom, you know, and we've saved this much money. Um, so yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Yep. March will be a crazy time because they're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be looking at a lot of stuff. Um, House Bill 94. I don't know if we've talked about this or if we've talked about this idea, um, but House Bill 94 would impose a $1 per megawatt generated on a solar facility. Huh. That's exactly the same as wind. Okay. So solar facilities in Wyoming get a full, I guess, no tax. Oh, exemption. Which is... I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. Um, I think this is fine. I, I, people are probably going to come out and say this is against renewables. I don't think so. I think this is just leveling, leveling the playing field and saying, Hey, if Sheridan County wants the swaying road, yeah, you better be paying some sort of taxes, right? You got to pay for, for all this stuff we're doing. Um, I don't think this is, I'd have to look, I don't know what, I don't know what like natural gas or coal facilities get paid. You know, t- they have to pay for taxes as long as it's the same. Okay. I don't care. You know, if it's, right. if it's not going to affect me as the c- consumer. Okay. That's fine. Um, I, I want to note this one. They made it clear. This is not on your home. You know, if I put a solar panel on my house, this does not count because right. that's not a facility. Okay, so think commercial. Any commercial facility, yeah. Whatever your whatever megawatt you're generating, you're gonna pay a dollar tax. Okay. Sure. Um I think yeah. I guarantee you environmental groups and renewable groups are gonna come out and say this is against renewables. Guys, you got y'all gotta pay the same fair share here. Right. <laughs> uh, we I mean we've been saying it for a while now. It's time for renewables to stand on their own. Yep. Um, you guys, you've had your, your chance, you've had your time to, you know, benefit off of tax exempt status. And especially if the, the Biden administration is going to either, you know, increase Mm -hmm. tax exemptions or, um, uh, subsidies for renewables, you can bet your bottom dollar that Sheridan or that Wyoming is going to, is try is going to profit off of it. Yeah. So it's time for them to stand on their own and, Yep. Hey, if it works, live up to it. Yeah. Great. Do it. 
don't affect me as the consumer, you know, prove it to me. Like yeah. if it, if it makes my bill go down, then I'm all, I don't care where my power comes from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it'll be interesting. You know, I, people are going to attack this bill and say it's anti-renewables, but it's like, look, s- solar facilities aren't even taxed per megawatt. So it's like, we're at least, we're just coming to wind. And then I guarantee you that's both lower than what natural gas and our coal plants are, are taxed. So level the playing field. Um, I think it's, I think that's a slam dunk. I don't think, I, I just can't see how that's a, I don't right. know. Anyways, um, this one is super fascinating, Zach. And I think everyone can be on board with this one. Now, I think there's some, um, anyway, we'll get into it. Um, so house bill 85, this is, it's going to be called the revenge porn bill. So, um, Wyoming was one of four States in 2019 that has not imposed any sort of legislation like this, um, to prosecute what's called revenge porn. (laughs) Um, so this legislation would allow prosecutors to pursue, um, and right now how it's written, it would be misdemeanor charges against individuals who share sexually explicit images without the subject's uh, consent. Um, you know, a practice commonly known as revenge porn. Um, I do want to mention in six, in 2016, the house bill 69 was proposed similar. Um, but it was, uh, you would be prosecuted as a felony charge. Mm-hmm. And when I think that was the hiccup for a lot of people are like, well, and this is where I was going to lead into Zach is, um, apps, apps like Instagram and Snapchat. This is where this issue comes in. Yeah. Um, is, you know, at the junior high, hopefully it's not prevalent at the junior high, but they're using the apps. Um, and then in the high school, obviously they're using it. Um, if anyone doesn't know what these apps are, so Snapchat is you send a picture or a video and it goes to somebody else's app and it supposedly only is there for a certain amount of time and then it disappears. Okay. Well, there's kids, you know, kids always find ways around saving those or figuring out how to save those. Um, And I think people can see where this is where, um, kids can make mistakes and then kids can hold this over other kids. Right. And this yep. is where we get this problem. Yep. Um, I think we're in the right direction. And I think we're super close. I think a felony charge is a little like, Ooh, you know, cause like I just said, some kids can make a mistake and yep. it's, you know, a felony charge sits with you forever. Mm-hmm. I think how it's written now is it would be a misdemeanor. Okay. You'd be charged as a misdemeanor. Yep. It's a thousand up to up to a thousand dollars in, in, in fees. Yep. Um, and then maximum would be six month prison time. Um, they leave it open to, if you want to add, you know, if you want to escalate this into a felony charge, that makes sense to me. Cause yep. then obviously like if you're an adult, Right. And you've got under eight, then it's like, yeah, that should be a felony charge. Right. And that, so anyways, um, yeah, Zach, what's your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think, um, legislators or or prosecutors really saw a problem here and now they're trying to fix it. The problem being this didn't exist before. So if this happened, you either had to 
the case was either about stalking or voyeurism or blackmail, right? And sometimes what happens, it doesn't fit that definition. Mm -hmm. Well, now we've come up with a legal definition on what this is and how to prosecute it. Yep. So I think that's awesome to see that, you know, we're, we're seeing a problem and we're fixing it, yep. right? We're not just trying to retroactively change something. We're, we're seeing a problem and we're fixing it. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, um, I, I think this is a good step. Um, it's something that people, I think, are blind to or they don't want to recognize yep. that this is happening. And mm -hmm. it's happening in our state. It's happening in our communities. Um, and again, going, you know, kids make mistakes. Kids do, do stupid stuff. But there's a point where it crosses a line and it, there's got to be some repercussions. <laughs> right. And being able to effectively um, prosecute that is, is important. Yep. And I think this, this is the nice, this is a nice change from 16, right? Cause if it was straight felony charge, yeah. you know, you'd have, you'd have individuals that made a mistake an honest mistake and that's kind of over punishing. This is where it's like, you can now have that conversation with kids and be like, look, you're going to get, you know, there'd be a big slap on the wrists. You're in trouble. Yeah. If you do it again, you know, now it's like, then you're in real trouble now. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think I'm glad this, this is coming up again. Um, I think this should at, at least get bipartisan, you know, not like there's a huge bipartisan thing <laughs> in the state, but, yeah. um, this should go, this should go through. Um, and like you said, I think this, this leads into something, you know, you as an educator and me as a coach, um, like you said, some of these things are, you know, um, as a society, we kind of like ignore or we say it doesn't exist. Right. Um, this is okay to talk about with, with the youth, you know, and kids is like, Hey, um, especially athletes. And I think athletes, it's easier cause you can see other like pro athletes make a mistake. Right. And it's like, look, like, don't do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> look yeah. what happens. Like, you know, yeah. um, so this is another example of like, Hey, you know, one of our key things we always like to teach is like, Hey, if I'm standing behind you watching your phone, yeah, would you be doing any of these things? Or right. some, of some, I, we love like switching it up. Like, how about your mom? Like, would mm -hmm. you, would you like if your mom was watching what you're doing on your phone right. or your dad, yeah. um, your grandparents? Okay. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, that gets, they're like, Oh, like, okay. Like right. you, you know, kids know like what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, and that usually is like, anyways, have those conversations. Like we don't, yeah. you don't have to, you know, physically like and explicitly say what we're talking about. Right. But you're right. I, this is the conversation that has to happen now yep. with, with your son about respecting women. Yes. This is now part of that culture. Yep. Right? It's no longer just, yep. you know, whatever flirting and, and mm -hmm. you know, whatever it mm -hmm. was when you were in school, this is, this is the culture now. Yep. And it's unfortunate that these things happen and occur this way and that, you know, technology is being abused for these purposes. Yep. But that's the conversation that has to happen now. And uh, there, you can't bury your head in the sand yep. because it's happening. And I love that because that is t that I've had that thought when I was reading this, I was like, Hey, this is good. We're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But I think as a society and culture, we have to have those conversations with our young men and be like, Hey, you shouldn't, like I said, if I'm standing behind you, would you be doing this? Right. No. Okay. So then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> do you think I talk to my wife that way? 
no, like, okay, then you probably shouldn't, you know, which that's like a role model thing. But then I, you, so like you said, talking to your sons about this thing, uh, this topic, and then conversely to your daughters and, and to women of, Hey, if a boy is talking to you and they're, they're, they're saying you need to do these things respect yourself and yes. you don't talk to them, you know, right. um, and, 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 and have the conversation with adults too. Cause then you can, um, if you stub it early, right. It's not like the boys have done anything yet. Right. Right. That's the biggest thing of when something like this will happen and turn into a problem yep. is we're not having those conversations. And that's the same with daughters is like, no, you have like, you want to stop right. that behavior early yep because then everyone knows like oh yeah like there's no confusion later on yes i guess is what we're trying to get at so right yep raise your sons to respect women and raise Correct. your daughters to respect themselves exactly um yeah to know what what appropriate mm-hmm. you know behavior is. Yep. it's okay to you know be attracted to 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 you know yep. whoever you're attracted to right yes but there, there's a respectful and appropriate way to do that yep Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, this is, we're seeing a problem with technology and yes. now we have to address it. Right. Cause you know, 50 years ago, didn't have to worry about this, you right. know? <laughs> right. Um, all right. Last story, uh, state, state, this is actually very important to wildlife and hunting. Mm-hmm. This will be interesting. I think, you know, Cyrus Western early on back in August or whenever we had him on, he mentioned this and it wasn't prevalent yet across the state, but um, chronic wasting disease reported by the Wyoming Game and Fish has been found now um, in a Cody region. So it's, it's spreading throughout the state. Um, I am not in any way a biologist by any means, but um, it's spreading and it's um, if you don't know what chronic wasting disease is, I mean, it sounds exactly what it sounds like is um, I've heard guys that have, have harvested uh, animals this year and they're like, mm-hmm. man, it's just, they're thin you know, the meat's not very good. Um, yeah. you know, obviously the state's kind of recommending like, don't, you know, send it in, let's get it tested. You know, right. don't, you don't want to harvest. Yeah. Those. Don't harvest those. Um, but like, you know, I wouldn't say most of the guys are like experts, you know, but they, they, right. they see it, they see a difference if that makes sense is so anyways, it's prevalent and it's a very, um, it's going to be an issue for wildlife and it'll yeah. be interesting to see, um, you know, how we want to handle this. Cause that is a state thing and, yep. um, things cost money and, <laughs> right, right. but it's important. I mean, this is important, you know, I'm yeah. not saying it's not important, but right. Even if you're not a hunter, just conservation wise, it's yes. important, right? Yep. It, it, mm-hmm. It's going to, it's just going to keep spreading. So, um, deer populations will continue to be, and it's not just deer that are affected by it. It's, uh, elk and, and yeah. you know, pronghorn. And they're trying to figure out too. how, how, how is it, tra- you know, how is it getting transmitted? Is it, is it us or are, are hunters doing it, you know, or, um, you know, is it through them somehow? So, um, yeah. Anyways, you know, the first time we had Cyrus Western on, he said that was one of his things he's watching. And I mean, that was early on and it wasn't prevalent yet throughout the state. So, um, he had his Cuban coffee <laughs> seen into the future a little bit. Um, well, Zach, that's kind of our state news. Um, yeah some good stuff, some funny stuff, some, some serious stuff. But, um, um, I guess to kind of recap, um, we went through some, some new, a lot of, actually they were all house bills, weren't they? Interesting. Um, a lot of new house bills, um, went through some COVID stuff. Um, you know, will, uh, will Weld County, Colorado ever become 
Weld County, <laughs> Wyoming, but we'll see. Um, but uh, thanks for listening, and um, that's all I have. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. They offer a full variety of printing needs for any business or brand. They can also help you with any web design, social media marketing, and more. Give them a call today at 307-674-6277. Today's episode is also brought to you by DYT Solutions. They offer custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand. Visit their website at dytsolutionswy.com or email them at admin at designyourtech.com. Once again, that's dytsolutionswy.com and their email is admin at designyourtech.com. Sheridan County Title is another sponsor for today's episode. They offer better service for a better price. Ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478. This episode is also brought to you by Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. You're going to need an expert realtor if you're looking to buy, sell, or build a home up here in Northeastern Wyoming. Give Jess a call at 307-751-6924. Again, that is Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty.